We are live Tuesday, August 10th, here from Blank Bar, because we're still not saying shit until they sponsor us. It's Drunk on a Bucket. I'm Carl Anderson. I got Tyler Jensen, JB, Josh Bailey, and a very special guest, Nick Fontenot. He's the co-host of Who Got History podcast with Kevin Foote. It is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google. He's also a freelance sports journalist for the Daily Advertiser. Correct me if I'm wrong. We're good with that. Uh, more the advocate, but the advocate. Okay. I do both. Okay, good. I'm glad you said that because I was about to <laughs> say some derogatory words. No, I know. That's fine. <laughs> He's also a commentator on 103.7, the game radio station, which is a KDN sports station, and he's a very proud softball dad like myself. So I respect this man a lot. Him and I have, have worked together in the past. We've had some conversations and got deep, whatever, talk bullshit, you know. But glad to have you on. Thank you for coming, yeah, man. Thank you all for having me. I, I appreciate it. No, no problem. I've been listening to y'all uh, since, y'all, since the beginning. and So, yeah, glad to be here. I wish you weren't on call. I would say that. That's all right. Yeah, I got, I got the two phones. <laughs> one, one. I feel like I feel like we have to do a redo. You know what I'm saying? Like redo when you're not on call, so that way you can come and drink free. Yeah, we were supposed to record on Monday, Sorry. and then it got canceled. I'm not went on call, and I went on call today, so that's the way it worked out. I'd like to say this: it's even more reason why you have to come back. Yeah, yeah. Right? Just a good excuse for you to come back. I'll come back anytime you guys want me to. Come we back. may give you another shirt. Okay. So like, <laughs> <laughs> Every new guest gets a shirt. Oh, dude, I have a koozie for you too. I, I got two koozies. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm all stocked up. We're, we're, we're good to go. The hospitality has been very hey, good. Guys, I'm just going to say that, that maybe I don't provide the best content ever, but man, <laughs> marketing, I'm, I'm trying really hard. I don't know how well I'm doing, but a, hopefully A for effort, and at least I can provide that for you. Don't say yourself short, man. Everybody's got their role in the pod. Like I said, I've been listening to you guys since since it kind of started, and everybody's got what they bring to the table, and it, it's making for a good a good mesh of what you guys what you guys have, and you bring on a, a different fourth person there every week, and it, it it's it's really gonna it's really gonna go wherever you guys want to take it. And like I told Carl when he was asking me about starting it starting it is the hardest part you guys have started it you guys are being consistent with your recordings and doing it every week that's all you got to do sooner or later it's going to go where you want it to go so and and speaking of which who that history covers everything saying so far i think they have what 12 episodes out yeah so we do who that history it's all about the history of the saints so if you're a saints fan um, like our tagline says, a lot of people think Saints history began in 2006 when Drew Brees and Sean Payton got there. <laughs> There's a lot of history of the Saints before that. A lot of tough, uh, tough years being a Saints fan. A lot of really good years being a Saints fan before Drew Brees. And we get into a lot of that stuff before Brees and all the success that they've had over the last, say, two decades. Uh, and I do it with Kevin Foote, who's been, he was at the Daily Advertiser for 30 years. He's been the advocate for the last four or five years. And he's just kind of a walking encyclopedia of Saints history. And so I can kind of ask him, hey, you know, what happened in this game in 1985? And he knows it. He covered it. He went in the locker room. He talked to all those players. So uh, it's really cool. If you're interested at all in Saints history, um, you can go to Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast and listen to Who Dad History. And that's what we do. We put out every Thursday. So. Oh, yeah. They're also on Instagram at Who Dad History. Also, I want to just put one plug in. If you can get Tyler on the radio, it's his lifelong goal to be on the radio. He doesn't have to say but five words, but if you get this some bitch on the radio, he will be like life, life, life. It's, life it's, it's really, it's really not true. Carl's being <laughs> Carl, 
Uh, I'll, 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 back, back to more important things. This whole things. thing was premised off of your desire to This be whole thing was premised on a whole lot of other things. Too, <laughs> but that's besides the point. And, and I know we're not going to get into a whole lot of this, but let me ask you this. Is Drew Brees the most important sports figure in the history of the state of Louisiana? Oh, 100%. Drew Brees might be the most important human being in the history of Louisiana. We're talking about Huey P. Long. We're talking about all these people that have had major political implications on the state, not to mention guys like Tony Sachery and guys like Paul Prudhomme. Drew Brees did more for New Orleans than than anybody ever did after Katrina. Without what he brought to the team, I don't know if it would have survived. And I say this, I remember in 2006 when the Saints signed Drew Brees, there was not a whole lot of excitement for Drew Brees. The excitement was for Reggie Bush. And Reggie Bush is what brought the excitement to the fans and what sold the dome out. It's what got everybody excited about being a Saints fan again when you know with the Superdome was shut down and all the stuff that happened during the hurricane. And then that 2006 season was magical and Breeze was magical from the from the get-go and he did some great things and we were like we finally got to that point where we weren't always wondering who our quarterback was going to be. Our quarterback sure. was Drew Brees. Now we got to fill the pieces. Now we got to get a Pierre Thomas. Now we got to bring in a, a Jeremy Shockey. Now we got to fill the offensive line. Now we got to get the defensive players that we had. Darren Sharper ended up being a difference maker, who one guy we don't really like to talk about, but he was a really important piece. But Drew Brees is what made that, all that happen. So a lot of people think Drew Brees is what got everybody excited in those sticks. That's not the case. It was Reggie Bush, but then Drew Brees' play and, and what he did in bringing the Super Bowl to the, to the region. I mean, he's the most important franchise. He's the most important player to maybe any franchise in NFL history. And that relationship between the Saints and Drew Brees is unmatched between anybody else ever. No doubt. Well, look, shout out to Reggie Bush, though. We're sitting under his jersey right now. That's right. But guess 25. what? He's still not getting his Heisman back, okay? <laughs> but, you know, piggybacking off of all of that, we kind of wanted to do a little NFL preview, and I'm glad Tyler was able to come because I know that's one thing that was near and dear to his heart. So, you know, looking at the power rankings for this year, I mean, I looked at it yesterday. Uh, that, that doesn't include kind of, I guess, the recent news for the Saints. But basically, it, it comes out as, as you would expect. Other than maybe Kansas City is one and Tampa Bay is two, you would kind of think – Hey, Tampa would be one, um, Kansas City would be two. Uh, uh, you know, I guess it's a toss-up. The Bills are pretty high, which I thought so are the Ravens, but, you know, what are you going to say? Green Bay at five. The Saints are at seven. Now, I don't know if this is taking everything into account with them at seven. Again, I looked at it yesterday. News keeps coming out about the Saints that it's just absolutely god-awful. So not not good. No, not good news. It, it's not good news. Can we just get one piece of good news? I mean, Pelicans free agency sucked. <laughs> Saints training camp obviously sucked. You got never mind. I'm gonna get to the crab legs later. But what are y'all thoughts on the power rankings? I was, I was gonna I was gonna say that the I think Kansas City just has way too much hype. I mean, they have to be number one in my mind, right? Patrick Patrick Mahomes is. Mahomes is is the NFL and the future of the NFL. You know, and, and I hate to even say that because Tom Brady, as much as I hate to admit, is the goat, right? Like he is the he's the he just has too many rings to not to, to argue against that, right? And so, as much as I would love to say they should be number one, I feel like Kansas City is is placed well. Um, we talked about the Madden ratings, right? They have like three players in the top ninety nine. Not that has that has anything to do with what the power ranking should be, but I feel like it, it's a fair top three. Um, 
I don't know, outside of outside of the top three, we'll see. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, <clears throat> you know, you look at Buffalo. Buffalo had a good year last year. Real good quarterback. I, I, I love him. The only, the only thing you want – I'm still not a firm believer in the Bills, and I think that's because of just knowing their their past and whatever. But my my biggest thing is, who's going to be that team that comes out of nowhere, right? Like I shouldn't say nowhere, but a team that's not listening to those top seven. Yeah. There's always someone. Inevitably, there's someone. You know, I I, I like a lot of what Carolina's doing. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that they're going to, um, you know, be uh, you know, in in the Super Bowl or anything. But I'm more interested in trying to figure out who that that next team is. You know, I, I know we'll get into the Saints a little bit. It, it's not a real good scenario right now, right? Yeah. And, you know, I have a lot of faith in Sean Payton, obviously. Drew Brees was the heartbeat of the whole entire franchise. Um, but I'm really concerned about where what's going on right now. It's it's scary. You know, you got guys retiring, which you can't control that. You know, you got it just – it seems like bad luck. You got Michael Thomas wanting to be traded. Um, I'm not the sky's falling guy, but it's not real good right now in New Orleans. Yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty for sure. And I think we're going to realize what we had in Drew Brees this year. And I, I think no matter who the quarterback was going to be, there was going to be a drop-off. Remember, we thought it was going to be Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater for a little while. There was going to be a drop-off. Now we're thinking it might be Jameis Winston. There's going to be a drop-off. Like, Drew Brees is a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm not – the biggest Drew Brees is the GOAT greatest player, really great and all that stuff. I'm not I'm not real big on that. I don't I don't put him on a pedestal like a lot of Saints fans do. I appreciate what he did for the franchise and I appreciate his greatness. I think this year we're gonna appreciate his greatness more than we ever did <laughs> when he was here. Yeah. Because we're gonna see some things that we, we took for granted when Drew Brees was here. His arm strength was down, but his decision making is probably the best in league history. His ability to check down, his ability to find the open guy, his ability to throw people open, um, you know, 75% completion percentages in some seasons and things like that. That's stuff's unheard of. So I think Jameis Winston's going to be able to stretch the ball a little more down the field. He'll be able to throw it a little deeper. But if his decision-making doesn't improve drastically, which I think it will, I, 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 don't, I don't mind Jameis Winston. I think he's going to be fine, but he's not going to be Drew Brees. And I think we're going we're gonna to really miss Drew Brees this year. Not because he's the great quarterback. He wasn't a great quarterback anymore. Not because we're going to miss his playmaking ability that he had last year because it wasn't there. Just his presence in the locker room, his presence in the huddle, his presence on the field. We're going to miss all that stuff. All those intangibles that you always hear people say, but we're going to miss all that this year. And I think a lot of the other stuff that, we, that we've seen, Michael Thomas's injury, Anyamata's uh, injury and suspension and, and all that stuff, it's, it's one thing after another. It seems like it's snowballing into a point where it seems like it's it's at a point of no return. It, it's been a while since we've had a bad season. The Saints haven't lost more than nine games in a really long time, and, and this might be one of those years where we, we just kind of, as Kevin Foote would say, have a medicine season where we've had all this success for the last 16 years. We might have to take our medicine and take one on the chin this year. And, and, and I'm with you on, on the Breeze thing for sure. You know I mean? You look at like just games in the past. He, he throws a pick. Think about how mad people would get because we, we were so spoiled to him not throwing picks. We were so spoiled to him making the right decision all the time. And towards the end of his career, like every other player besides Tom Brady, because he's not human, right. you know, their, their, their production goes down. Aaron Rodgers has shown he's not human as well. Right? Their production goes down. I'm with you, though, and, and I know we'll talk about the Saints a little more in depth. I'm okay with Jameis. I know Carl is a big hater of, of Jameis Winston. I think if Taysom Hill is the quarterback, the Saints have real, real problems. That's my opinion. 
I think Jameis Winston has a shot. We with Sean Payton as his coach and just the offensive line they have, well, you know, barring something else bad happening. Um, I, I think I think that he could be okay in their system. You, you know? say two things before Carl. Before we get your point on Jameis Winston, here's here's the thing about Jameis Winston. He threw 30 interceptions. He threw 30 touchdowns. He also threw 5,000 yards. Like, let's not lose sight of the fact that this guy made a ton of plays. He threw for 5,000 yards. He threw for 30 touchdowns. But 30 interceptions is alarming. If he cuts those in half, if he throws 15 interceptions, that's still not a great year for for a quarter for an elite quarterback. If he throws 15 interceptions, they make the playoffs. And Tom Brady doesn't come in and save the day as he did, as it seemingly did. If, if Winston just has a, a mediocre season in, in 2019, the, the Bucks make the playoffs, and, and Winston's probably still their quarterback. The second thing about about Winston being the quarterback over Taysom is if Taysom's your quarterback, then you lose Taysom in the other yep. roles that he plays. Yep. So that's where you want Taysom. I'm not saying Taysom wouldn't be better than Jameis. Maybe he would be. My opinion is I think Jameis is better. But if your opinion is Taysom's better, that's fine. I just think Taysom's better used than the other roles that we have for him in, yep. in, in the offense. At the end of the day, he's got to come out and quit being on tape looking like a goddamn fool. <laughs> like he can't run through a tackling goddamn machine. I was going to think, if you, who was going to bring that up? Because it was it was horrible. It was embarrassing. Every time he gets on video, he looks like an idiot. Now, you come out and you put up the stats and you get the wins, everybody shuts up about all that. You can look like a damn fool all you want. But right now, you're not proven. You know what I'm saying? You can't get tackled by an inanimate object. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. I think interceptions go way up. I don't think Taysom was ever the quarterback, but that's just my opinion. I disagree. I think he was the quarterback. I think that's who Sean Payton wanted, and I think he put all his ducks in. He put all his eggs in that Taysom Hill basket, and Taysom Hill got his. Uh, what do you want to call it? Not rehearsal, but what would you call it? An interview or whatever last year. And I don't think he. I don't think Sean Payton liked when when he put his ass in the fire. So I think he's kind of. Pulling back on Taysom Hill, and I think even even bigger reason for Taysom Hill not being the quarterback is because I want Taysom Hill to be that you know that that tight end that that wildcat player. back the yeah. gadget player no the, the Batman like foot would call him where he kind of does anything he can do anything you need him to do. If he's the quarterback, you lose that from the offense. I think he's going to be such a, a big part of the offense. A lot of people were saying, who's our number two wide receiver after Michael Thomas? It's probably Taysom Hill. It's definitely Taysom Hill. If he's your quarterback, he's not, he can't do that stuff. So I think that's an even bigger reason why Jameis is going to be the quarterback. And It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. It's a great point you made, though, because he comes out in all those videos and he looks silly and you just kind of scratch your head and all that stuff. And, Have you seen you, this training video? Yeah, right? and like, you only think, you only think, man, that's the guy that threw thirty interceptions. But if he wasn't the guy that threw thirty interceptions, if he was, if Aaron Rodgers was coming out and doing those videos, you'd be like, well, you know, you have a track record to go behind that. Yeah, no doubt. So, so I understand what you're saying. It's a good point. I wasn't thinking about maybe the perception that. that people but but I'll say this about his training videos. There was also a thing that was compared. Patrick Mahomes did the same exact thing, that's and nobody that. said a word, right? And I know Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, okay, but. You know, you, you hear players say the right things, that Jameis is doing the right things. Of course, they're not going to say he's an idiot, he's not a leader or whatever. But he seems to be okay. Now, I know supposedly he's been hot and cold in training camp. I mean, Joe Burrow has also been hot and cold in training camp, and I think Joe Burrow's going to be a really good player. But anyway, you know, let's also not forget that Sean Payton likes to show how smart he is. Right, 100%. and so when someone like Taysom Hill is limited at just playing quarterback, Sean Payton can't exactly show how smart he is. Right, he he needs Taysom to be Taysom. The Saints need Taysom to be Taysom, 
And at the end of the day, it just to me it makes too much sense for Jameis Winston to play quarterback. I know we've spent way more time on this than we were supposed to. No doubt, but one last thing. I mean, y'all can put in your comments, but how does that affect how Taysom's used if he's considered quarterback too? I, I don't know that he is. Uh, he may, may, you think Ian Book's going to be the, quarterback too? Maybe not, but but that's Sean, a, Sean that's Payton has has glowed about Ian Book since training camp has started. I'm not saying he's quarterback too. Okay, I think you but get that's the, that's what it comes into like. Okay, but but in also terms of game planning. But right? I, I get it. But you're also so limited right now with what you have. You can't do that. Like I, I know that sounds stupid, but I don't think they can do that. I think Taysom's still going to serve his same role. He has to. For, the, for this team to be able to be successful, he has to. They're very limited right now in skill – well, not all skill players, a receiver, especially without Michael Prima Donna Thomas, right? So – Well, that's a that's a good transition point and and, and, well, and, and and, I mean, you know, just receiver in general, they're just very limited. So, I don't think they have a choice. I think they have to use them in that way. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, usually uh, Tyler serves as the Colin Coward hot take machine over here. It's not even true, but okay. it, it kind of is. I just give you my opinion. Hot takes. Anyway, talking about Michael Thomas. What's up with that dude, bro? Everything that went on with him. All right. Let's go back and kind of recap everything. He got hurt, what, week one last year? In mop-up duty. Stupid he was on the field. I agree. Sean Payton has always gotten criticism for that, whether it be Drew Brees or anybody else, trying to put it away or trying to go above and beyond. Anyway, hurts the ankle. At the end of the year last year, recommended surgery from the Saints staff. He wanted a second opinion. That's fine. That's a that's a player's right, and, and that's fine to do that. His second opinion basically said, hey, rehab is a thing. So he tried to rehab it. Obviously, that didn't work. But he also didn't talk to the Saints organization for three months. Now he's getting surgery in June, misses the, the beginning of the season, and now just as shortly as today, he's requesting a trade. I'm fine with it. You know what I mean? I don't want to lose the guy, but attitudes matter. And locker rooms matter. And if anything that I've learned from this offseason with the Saints is that maybe the locker room wasn't as good as we previously thought as far as attitude mentality because the whole thing they were always tight-knit quote-unquote they were all good with one another but as soon as Drew Brees leaves not saying that he's the biggest tie in all of it he leaves and everything kind of slowly spills out about animosity or whatever it may be so if that's the opinion you're going to have now granted look Michael Thomas came out and said he tried to put it all out on the field for Drew Brees' last season. But he also liked a tweet, I'm sure you all saw, that said the Saints pushed him to play the last season for Drew Brees' last season. So, which is it? Is it what you said or is it this tweet you like? Either way, I think it's just time to move on. I think you could probably get a pretty damn large haul for him. 
and we have a shit ton of salary locked up in his in his salary. Well, I I I, I agree with you on the attitude part of it. The problem is the salary cap matters too. So you trade him, you have twenty two like point six million dollars in dead money next year if you trade him. Okay, so now you're back in salary cap hell like you were before. I, I know they're gonna free up some money with some different things. I mean, hell, they gotta sign Lattimore. You know, they got some different decisions to make. That's the only thing. I'm with you on him being a piece of crap and pro- probably moving on. Honestly, that's my real opinion. I think it's time. I don't think they'll get a haul for him though because teams know the financial financial situation they'll be in, and they know how toxic toxic of an environment that's going on right there with him. So I think they. They'll get, they'll get something, but I don't think they'll get what they should get. That's just my opinion. Yeah, they won't get what he's worth. I mean, he's probably worth, I mean, when he's healthy and playing, he's a top five wide receiver in the league. So they're not going to get top five wide receiver worth. Like, well, that would be maybe a high second. What would you take for What would you take? At I this mean, point, what would you take? If I'm, if I'm making the decisions, I'm not taking – anything less than what he's worth. I'm not taking a third and a fourth and some, you know, cash considerations or whatever like the Pelicans took. I'm not doing that. I'm not I'm not dumping him because he's too good. He's too valuable when he's healthy and on the field. Does he want to be here? If he doesn't want to be here, then maybe it won't be our choice. And like you said, they're not we're not gonna get a haul for him because of the salary cap situation that we're in and teams know that. And so they're not gonna they're not gonna give us a whole lot for him because they know our hands are kinda tied. And not only that but he's a problem. He's a cancer, like you said. He's a, he's, a, he's going to be an issue. So when he if, when he goes to is he going to come to my team and be the same issue? Am I going to give up a whole lot of stuff for this guy that's going to come in and, and not give 100 percent and do the things that I need him to do to be good? So I I, I just don't know exactly what they're going to get for Michael Thomas. What do you think, JB? What, what what would you take for him? Great great question, Tyler. Thanks for putting me on the spot. My bad. I'm gonna I'm gonna revert back and say that. If there's one thing that I, I kind of go back and make a point to, what you guys were already talking about, is that Michael Thomas was good until Drew Brees went away. When Drew Brees goes away, does this really like high top receiver want to put up with someone like Jameis Winston or, or, or Taysom? And to me, that in my mind, it's like, what do you do? Is that the leadership that Drew Brees brought? Is that just there was talk? Because one thing that um, Nick you had mentioned earlier is that like think about all the boy, all the guys who had Drew Brees' back, like. Cameron uh, Jordan. Jordan Jordan came out all the time and says, look, Drew Brees is the GOAT, right? So now you take this guy away, and is it like, oh, all right, now we have all these personalities, right? So I think, if anything, I'm just going to I'm gonna make the point that what Nick said, I'm going to be on your coattails, Nick, and all say, right. without Drew Brees, we have a lot of makeup work to do, and Michael Thomas is not helping this makeup work. That, that we have, right? I, so, so should he be traded? I don't think so. Because to, 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 to Tyler and Nick, y'all's points, we're not going to get what he's worth, right? Because he's injured, I feel like he needs to toughen it up, get through this year, put whatever production he can, if he can, and, and let's kind of see where we are next year. I think there was a break-even point to where who benefited the most between Mike Thomas and Drew Brees. I think at the very beginning of Mike Thomas's career, Drew Brees made Mike Thomas who Mike Thomas was. I think toward the end part, Mike Thomas started to make Drew Brees better than what he was. So there, there was a reason why they got paid, why he got paid. You know what I mean? Look, by no means am I saying Drew Brees is not the best quarterback that New Orleans has ever had. But I do think toward that end, 
Drew could look toward Mike Thomas and throw it up there, and Mike would come out and pull it down. You know what I mean? So would you would you say Colston, Marcus Colston, was this kind of the same thing? Because they're very similar type player, strong, physical, going across the middle. The biggest difference is that at the time when Breeze played with Colston, he was in a whole different point of his career. No, I agree with you. I think I think that Drew at that point in his career could have made a receiver out of anybody. I mean, uh, look he at made a receiver out of Mark Schools. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Lance Moore. I mean, right. guys that relatively unknown coming into to the NFL. Right. So, so I guess my question would be: So, like, Mike Thomas was out a lot of year last year, right? He was out. So, in the Saints still won how many games? 12, 13 games. Yeah. So, I guess I guess my point is, to your point and against your point, he also made it work with other guys as well. He did. He did, absolutely. But Mike Thomas definitely makes that easier to make it work. Right, but he went on the field is my point. Correct. But you, what you also saw is that pass attempts under 15 yards or 10 yards mm-hmm. and over 15 yards or 10 yards, whatever that delineation oh, no, no, no is. doubt, his arm was dead. They, yeah. They, got a torn rotator cuff. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You know no, what I mean? no, I, no, I agree with you 100%. No, I do. I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. <laughs> I don't know, man. You're confusing I love this me. conversation right now. It's beautiful. Look, I think we as fans look at this Michael Thomas situation and we see that he's saying these things on Twitter. He's saying these things on the media. He's not being a team guy. And all of us are like, fuck Michael Thomas, right? Get him out of here. Trade him. It's like, that's not how teams look at this stuff. Teams are like, all right, this guy's a really big part of our team. He's a really important player. He's a really talented player, and he's a strong part of our team. I think teams look at it differently than fans. No doubt. You know, so, so are they going to trade him? Maybe. But they're not going to take pennies on the dollar for him. They're going to want to get what he's worth. And if if they're not going to get what he's worth, then they're just going to keep him because of the salary cap hit and all that stuff. And, and so will they trade him? I don't know. As I sit right now, not only do I not think they're going to trade him, I don't want them to trade him. I, he's, he's that good. I think he's that big of a difference maker, especially when we're, we're trying to get the most out of a guy like Jameis Winston who's been so inconsistent. You need a guy like Michael Thomas on the field. It, it's gonna, he's going to be out for a long period of time this year, and that's unfortunate. But I think once he gets back, if he could be the type of player that he's capable of being, I think he's going to benefit the team more than over him. That, that's just my yeah, Can I, can I just say, I think, I think maybe except for Tyler, I think we all agree that I, we want Michael Thomas to stay. And I'm just going to be, like, super, really superficial here. I just want him to say because of his cleats. I love his joy. He has good cleats. He has good cleats. He has good swag. And especially to the, what, what's the, uh, Carl, what's the uniforms, the all-whites? Yeah. Not, not the all-whites. Color rush. rush. Oh, my color gosh. Rush. Come on. Let's the, go. The all-whites are like a high school practice Not the all-whites. Color rush with the Jordans. You can't, you can't pass it up. But at the end of the day, like, Michael Thomas, I like him. I think he's a great wide receiver. Did your reach make him, to your point, at the beginning? I think yes. at the beginning, yeah. But he's developed to be a great top, when he's healthy, top five receiver. And I want, the, I want the Saints to keep him, not only because I think there's some nostalgia there, but also because I believe if he's fully healthy, he can be a crucial part of the Saints winning. I think, yeah, go ahead. I, I just think that I'm always of the mindset that I want people around that want to be around. And if you don't want to be around, then I don't necessarily want you. You know what I mean? Now, that that doesn't mean I'll liquidate you. You know what I mean? But 
I like people that want to be here. And maybe I'm just jaded with the, the Lonzo ball shit and the Josh Hart, which is kind of ongoing. But yes. you know what I mean? So I want people that want to be here. And if he doesn't want to be here, cool. I don't really want you here. But I will get what you're worth before I let you leave. You know what I mean? Uh, it's all about using, utilizing leverage and everything like I'm that. I'm with you, and I'm kind of petty, too. Like, kind of, kind of <laughs> sucks for his career make him stay somewhere he doesn't want to be. And my deal is if we're going to trade him, Let's just find the worst possible situation for him, right? Let's stick him in, like, Detroit or something, right? I don't know. I'm just an ass. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work, but it's a good thought. You know, you I know? think before all this stuff happened with the Saints, all the injuries and suspensions and stuff, I think a lot of people were picking them to still make the playoffs. I was pretty, one of them. They're pretty high on them. I thought yeah. they were going to make the playoffs. I thought Jameis was going to come in and, and do well. And a big reason why I thought Jameis was going to do well is because of Michael Thomas. Yeah, no Michael doubt. Thomas um, – I read a couple of reports. We have the number one rated offensive line in the league. A ton of offensive line depth now with with the additions that they made in the offseason. Alvin Kamara, a top-notch running back. So I felt like those weapons were going to help Jameis Winston without Michael Thomas. That's a big that's a big hit to the to the offense. So um, I think that's why we went from maybe hoping we would make the playoffs to at this point, I'm hoping to finish above 500. Yeah, no doubt. Cesar Ruiz, from from all accounts, has uh, come out and played really well with a with a whole nother confidence level. You know, they switched him from center to guard, and yeah, he's again from all accounts really confident, and they broke down his game from the floor up. You know, Sean Payton said nothing but good things about him so far in camp. No doubt. But your wide receiver core is. Got, I, mean, I don't want to say awful, but it's, it's awful. Poo-poo. You got Marquise Call- Callaway, Traquan Smith, Deontay Harris. Traquan's who, hurt, of course. Well, Traquan's hurt. Deontay is going to be in jail, maybe, with Jackson Hayes. You know, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens, you know. We'll wait and see. But, so, so Traquan Smith is the same player as Debra Henderson. And the Saints fans have very fond memories of Debra Henderson. We love him. We hold him in high regard. He's like the one LSU player that the Saints have – Drafted, yeah. you know what I mean? He, hold on, hold on. I got to say this. I got to say this. What's the, what's the greatest play Devery Henderson ever made? When they played the Redskins that year, and the Redskins picked it off, and Devery Henderson ran behind whoever the guy was on the road in Washington, took the ball from the defender, and ran back for a touchdown. No, no, it was, was late in the game. I don't care what anything else was happening. It was Robert Meacham. It was a Meacham or Stallworth? It was Meacham. Oh, damn it. Never mind. Yeah. It was Robert Meacham. <laughs> I was about to say, it wasn't Henderson, bro. Oh, no, no, never mind. He wouldn't have called it. My bad. I was, was going to say Bluegrass Miracle. But yeah, Bluegrass Miracle. That's a whole other answer. No, it was Robert Meacham. I remember that play because I had Robert Meacham in fantasy. And it was a, a third ball. And Robert Meacham took it from him and ran it back, but he didn't get credit for the touchdown because it was a fumble recovery oh, for a no. touchdown. So he didn't get the fans. I should have known Devery didn't do something that good. <laughs> no, Devery had some good plays. Yeah. That's what that was my point. Devery had some good plays. He was he was he played his role in the Super Bowl year, and we all as Saints fans have fond memories of Devery. Traquan Smith, for some reason, doesn't get that same credit that Devery gets, even though they're the exact same player. If you look at their numbers, some of Traquans are even better than Devery Henderson's through their first three years of their season. Is Traquan as my number one? That's not where I want him to be. I don't even know if I was number two. I don't. I don't know that I, I look at him as the same type of receiver. So, if and look, this is just going off of memory, but Devery Henderson was always thought of as like the downfield deep threat, right. at least in my mind. Yeah. Traquan doesn't strike me as that. Maybe I'm wrong. I think he's supposed to. Yeah, he's supposed to be. Yeah, but. Yeah. but he ain't it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not in my mind. No. 
I think he's supposed to be, but he's not. So that I mean, comparison kind of blew my mind a little bit, just in my own personal perception of how I looked at correct. both of those two. Yeah, that's kind of my know? point is that we, we 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 look at them in completely different lights. No doubt. But when you actually compare their numbers, compare their careers up to this point, you're like, wow, if they're the exact same player, and then. Uh, Derrick Henderson got drafted in 05, the year before Peyton got there. And they won the Super Bowl in 09, his fourth year. This is Derrick's fourth year. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but you can think you kind of continue to take steps in the right direction. Good point. Yeah. So, no doubt. Know. Just continuing on with the shitty offseason, Will Lutz is probably going to miss 8 to 12 weeks with a core muscle injury. I think he had surgery today. Yeah, he posted something on social media. He did, yeah. He also threw a little shout out at uh, Michael Thomas, if you hadn't noticed that. He said, after talking with our excellent medical staff yeah, and saw. training staff, as well as a second opinion from a specialist, we decided it's in our best interest to get this fixed now in order to miss the least amount of time as possible. You don't think that was a little bit of a targeted attack? A hundred percent. Start the bus, baby. Start the bus. Michael Thomas. A hundred percent. You got the oh, kicker taking shots. The kicker. The, that makes me like him even more. The effing kicker. I would, I would <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. It, it, we go back to like the, the team camaraderie, right? The, the idea of that there's some people who are just team players, some people who think they're rock stars. One or the other. I, I just talk really good about Michael Thomas, but at the end, when it look when you look at a like moral ethics, just like I don't know, is he a good guy? I don't know. I would say this situation. Look, it's all about money, right? If you if you get paid, you should be that person, be in the best situation because you want to have the longest career possible in the NFL. But man, when, when somebody calls you out like that, and we all know what that means, right? It's, it's, you you, you, you kind of take it personal as a Saints fan and been been a Saints fan my whole life. But what do y'all think it is about the wide receiver position in particular that creates? this diva mentality like because Michael Thomas was not this person when he came into the league he wasn't now Grant I don't know the dude I can't say I drink with the dude or have any personal knowledge of him again what I know is just surface level right but what he put out there was not this today but what is it about the wide receiver position Chad Ochocinco Terrell Owens you know those guys Michael Thomas now you know what is it about this position in general that makes these guys like that? I think there's a couple things. First, they're usually one of the better athletes on the team. They can run fast. They're quick. Second thing is, if a, if a right receiver has five catches a game, that's a really good game, yeah. right? But they're on the field for every snap. Yeah. So they're only getting the ball so many times, and they feel like they're open every time, and they want the ball every time, and they're not getting it. Meanwhile, your running back is getting fed the ball, getting stuffed for two yards, getting stuffed for three yards, maybe gaining five yards, and you're like, oh, that was good. You know, running back ran the ball for five yards. If the receiver's getting five yards of carry, that's awful. So they, they just have to put themselves in a different mentality than the rest of the team because they're working just as hard. In some cases, they take some plays off, but for the most part, you hope they don't take plays off. They're running them out, and they're working just as hard when they don't have the ball as when they do have the ball. And then when they finally do get the ball, it's only a handful of times. It's never as much as they want, and so it kind of creates that guys, a toxic thought process of I should be getting the ball more than I To, to kind of contradict my own point, in fantasy football, my first three draft picks are wide receivers. So, you know what I mean? Like, Do you ever win <laughs> with that? Uh, Actually, I get to the playoffs almost all the time, and I lose <laughs> in the finals. You never finish. You never yeah, finish. Never finish. Yeah. Because think about it. 
not to get on fantasy football, but wide receivers per capita typically score more points other than a top-tier quarterback, and you can have three of them. Why, and we do points per reception. Right. So in those leagues. Yeah, yeah. If it's not PPR, then, yeah, it doesn't count. Right. But you can have three wide receivers, two wide receiver spots, one in your flex. You're going to you're gonna make 15 to 20 points on each three of those guys every single week. No. It, it, First three it, rounds. You know what I mean? In a, a snake, in a snake draft. It gets you to the end, but it doesn't get you to finish. So, so the, the real question is, do you want to make the playoffs every year or do you want to win? A second place still pays out, right? So. <laughs> Touche. Touche. You know what I'm saying? Second yeah, at least, place. At least get your money back, right? Second place still pays. No, third place pays money back. Okay, you know what I mean? Back. Yeah, yeah. Touche. Touche. So, outside of that, you also got Patrick Robinson retiring today, which I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign in terms of maybe he was just outplayed by some of the younger talent and he realized that. He probably wasn't gonna. He wasn't gonna play. He was gonna sit the bench, or he was gonna get cut. Or if this is a bad sign in terms of, he looked around that locker room and said, "Man, this is a toxic workplace." We kind of talked about that earlier, but I don't know which one it is again because surface level type knowledge of these guys and, and this environment. So, what do y'all think in terms? Because cornerback depth is not great. I mean, they have what Paulson. A, Paulson Debo. Debo. Yeah. Prince I mean, of Mokum, they signed Prince of Mukamura. Yeah, um, but he was he was garbage in Philadelphia. And then Lattimore, who we don't know if he may or may not be suspended. All signs are saying that he's not going to be suspended. At least he was, you know, he was cooperative with police as opposed to Jackson Hayes, who wants to fight motherfuckers. God damn it, Jackson. <laughs> Never mind. You ain't listening to that shit. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, I think Patrick Robinson is uh, addition by subtraction. I never thought Patrick Robinson was all that great. Now he was an eleven-year veteran. You can't you can't devalue that what he brought to that team and or what he meant to the locker room. But I just don't think he was that great of a player. And if he was in camp battling, giving it his all and, and competing, I don't think he would have retired. So I think he probably saw the writing on the wall and call the quits. Yeah, I, I just don't think he was that good in general. Yeah, like, he I mean, was, wait, is he good enough to start in the NFL? Maybe, but can he be a Lattimore? No, no, like, I don't, never. and I don't oh, think no. I don't think that that was the expectation. But he definitely was getting first team snaps in training camp before the Saints in that second. Year. I know, right I now, think, I think that like, says enough for itself. Like we need it, the Saints, not we. The Saints need to get better in their secondary as a whole. And if someone like him is going to be in getting first rounds, uh, first team snaps, we probably need to do a little bit better. So we're gonna trade Michael Thomas for a good corner. Hopefully, get a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think I think it hurts. I do, especially at this point with with the issues you have. Um, you know, it's crazy though because I find it hard to believe it's the whole toxic work environment. Janoris Jenkins just said that. He thought that was the best franchise he's played for and, and for the things they stood for. Now, of course, everybody thinks differently, right? Michael Thomas obviously thinks differently than Janoris Jenkins did, right? I, I was really surprised because I, I don't think Patrick Robinson's great, but every player is not going to be an all-pro player, right? So you're going to have guys who are going to serve a purpose. I think he served his purpose. I, I didn't think he was great. 
But I think at this point, they need him. So are we now satisfied with Ken Crawley playing every snap? Yeah, like that's, you, the, that's the problem. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, my, brother, my brother said something earlier. He's like, we got to have, have offensive players playing cornerback. Oh, shit, never mind. They don't have any receivers. Right. Right? So it's like, you know, you're going to have guys that maybe, you know, we, we complain about Patrick Robinson, but guys, I wouldn't even know who the hell they are. I might watch more preseason this year than I have all ever. Because we don't know. Yeah, because I don't have a clue. 100%. The preseason games are going to be must-watch this year. I mean, they never really have been. But, I mean, we're talking about we're starting from the top position on the field, quarterback. We want to see it. Yeah. We want to see what the receivers have. We want to see what they have on this on defense, on cornerback, defensive line depth. After you get past the, 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 first, the first team of defensive line, what do we have? How's Davenport shaping up? What's this Peyton Turner guy going to do? He like, got hurt. He got hurt today. That's what I'm saying. Turner we, got hurt. Yeah. We just have a lot of from, stuff that we want to watch. So pre- reportedly. Preseason is going to be very interesting. From what I heard, Davenport's turning on this year. Now, I hope it's worth the 18 fucking draft first round picks that we gave up for him because he hadn't been that it. You this know? is it, though. This is it. This yeah. is the make or break year. I agree. If, it's a contract year, huh? I don't know if it, it may be. If he doesn't do it this year, I don't want to hear about him again. I, I, I agree. I, if you want to keep him on the team, that's fine. If we can't cut him, sorry, cap, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to hear about Davenport taking the next step next year. This has to be it. If he doesn't do it this year, I'm done with it. If he hurts his toe again this year, I will cut it off for <laughs> him. If he hurts his toe, if he gets struck by lightning, like whatever the case may be, I'm done with it. I'm, just, just, I'm washing my hands of Marcus Davenport. This right. is the year he has to do. Hey, look, one upside. Now, it comes with a lot of questions, is the re-signing of Quan Alexander. Quan played really well for us after we acquired him from the 49ers. He's a good coverage linebacker in the flats, everything like that. Yes. Before he hurt his Achilles, he's probably one of the most athletic linebackers that we have. No doubt. So, we cut him, obviously due to salary, re-signed him on a decent deal, and I really hope that he can regain at least 80% of the form that he had last year because when he got out and we played who was it anal zone Anzalone <laughs> I call him anal zone how bad is he but anyways he's, he's bad not a good that, that went to shit real quick oh, that, was, that was bad so some upside trying to pump a little sunshine but comes with a remember he's a, going a, off an Achilles injury there. I That's, know I know but look modern medicine has advanced a lot further since when you were a child you know what I mean I understand but look what Kevin Durant Achilles. look what Kevin Durant just did in the Olympics after oh, hold on his now Achilles. hold on now hold on now he's not Kevin Durant and my I'm not special, but my concern is is the things you just said he did well he covered well in space that that requires a lot of explosion guys that I'm not, he's not old but guys like him He's a big guy. I mean, he plays linebacker. It's hard to come back from an Achilles injury and keep that explosion. His thing to the Saints was his pass coverage and his speed and things like that. I, I'm concerned. I like the signing because it makes a ton of sense for the Saints. I really hope he plays like he did last year because I'm like you. Man, he was a difference maker for the Saints. Like, that was, a, no doubt. that was a big gut punch when he got hurt last year. There's no doubt. Now, one of the big things I know we're talking a lot about this year, but next year – what do y'all think about Will Blackman coming out and saying Aaron Rodgers will be a saint next year? Yes, please. <laughs> I'll take it. Please. Can we trade Michael Thomas this year for Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> right now. Yeah. We would take that. We would take that deal any day. Yeah, because he's going to make Callaway and Traquan Smith and those guys <laughs> yeah. look like Michael Thomas. You know what I'm saying? A. Aaron can come anytime he wants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I might even buy State Farm insurance, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, we, we all saw that video where he's just like take, taking a snap, throws it in the end zone, and he's like, what's up? What's up? What you got? And he looks homeless. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, just... Win-win, baby. Let's... Look, the, the only other thing he could do to impress me is grow a mullet. Like, it's that's coming. the only other thing that can that he it's can coming. do to impress me. I think I'm, I'm already super impressed. Aaron you grow a mullet, Aaron, and I'll fall in love with you. He's reached a level of not give a fuck <laughs> that I admire. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't really care anymore. Yeah. Like, he's got money. He's got the fame. Yeah. He's got probably a hot-ass girlfriend. I think, I don't know what's going on with his sure love life. Like 50. It's okay. Probably so, just like you. I don't know. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I never bought it. All of you guys didn't see, but Carl winked at me. So he made that comment with a wink. I don't want to tell. I don't want to speak your comments from this past weekend in Houston. So <laughs> no, we never even talked about. There's, Houston, no, comments. No, there's no comments. Wait, I skipped completely over that point because That's okay. you know, just FYI, if you made it to this point in the podcast, we did do an emergency pod from uh, the yard truck or whatever the truck yard. Truck. Go, go, go check it out. Yeah, we were, were kind of drunk. We actually did. We were, no, 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 hold on. We were not drunk at that point. It was the margarita review that we were drunk. Yeah, that let's was. Just, let's just point this it out. It was definitely hot for that one. Yeah, it was definitely hot. If we get to uh, a thousand followers, we might release episode 5.3 that Ooh. we recorded that night. I, I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet. I, we, we did one, Nick, at like 11.30 at night from the Hilton... A reception area. Yeah, Hilton America's like lobby. You know, I think I think it uh, it almost like highlighted the the, the Katie's right, your, your your two wives. So no, we tried to, but we, you wouldn't shut the fuck up, dude, bro. Like, dude, if you if you look, if you thought the margarita review was bad, this this is on steroids. Like, yeah. I, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't. I'm, this, I'm this, like, what I, thinking what about I, it. Did I giggle more in that? No, but what I do remember is she was like, Katie's. Why don't you tell me your opinion? But first, let me talk for 15 minutes. And, oh, well, what's your opinion? Wait, never mind. Let me tell you this story right quick. So they would say one thing. This is our wives. Uh, Tyler and I's wives are both named Katie. So he would so ask sorry. him a question, but he'd cut him off and talk for about 10, 15 minutes. I really minutes. meant well, though. Honestly. I really meant well. I genuinely think you did. I you really know, did. Because that's, that's, your, that's your personality. You know I really what I mean? And, and you really meant well to the LSU uh, women that were sitting in front of us. And, you know. <laughs> Don't give away the podcast episode. Wait, guys. no, hold on. No, hold no, on. no, no, no. Get, to, get to a thousand followers first. I want to see let, it. Let me just shout out uh, Carl's uh, little one uh, <laughs> who called me out and, and ruined the whole whole deal. So I'll just say that. In the Astros game, she walked up to him while he was trying to spit game, and she was like, Mr. JB, I think you pooted over here. <laughs> I, it completely caught him off guard because, again, think, he man. was in the middle of spitting game and he was like, uh, nah, I think you pooped it. He literally came back with a five-year-old response to a five-year-old. Now he's it calling was, out a five-year-old. It was great. You know what you, okay, no. How do you respond to that, though? What do you do? I'm, I'm pretty sure you didn't even know the game was going on in the last yeah. five or six innings. Probably so. I, I'm glad I was sitting by you. you were, Brady was breaking the game, game down was. for you. Okay, yeah, Brady was. I ain't a lot. Like, as soon as the game started, I was like, damn, I could go home right now. <laughs> <laughs> the fun is over with. Yeah, I, look, I, like, I, look, so I had to take Brady, and I know we're going off on this for a second. That's okay. I had to take Brady to get ice cream in, like, the seventh inning. I was not happy, right? I was missing the end of the game. I'm standing in line. There's this guy with an HBU shirt on. 
We start talking. The guy's an assistant baseball coach at Houston Baptist. So we talked for pretty much two innings because God knows ice cream lines are ridiculously long because Brady had to have an ice cream. You missed the Alvarez choo-choo train, bro. Got hit a bomb. Oh, no, 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 no. That was earlier in the game. That was earlier in the game. Y'all did. Y'all weren't in the Right, States. right, right. I didn't miss that. But we're talking about Lance Berkman as Houston Baptist's baseball coach. And he was telling me, yeah, he was telling me Lance Berkman's stories and just how good of a dude he is. Talking about prospects, guys I even coached this summer. Um, just talking about different things. It was actually a really good conversation. Hell, I could have talked to him the whole damn game. He ended up giving me his number, like you know, nice. just send him, you know, prospects and whatever. It was pretty cool. Cool. So he'll be a guest on the pod pretty soon. I actually told him about the pod. No, I did. Send him a good episode. I, I really don't know if I if I did or not, but. He, he was definitely interested in the fact of uh, Brady being obsessed with baseball. So I'm hoping to take a trip to Houston and get a tour of facilities. Probably never happened because I think the guy was wasted, but yeah, that's so besides the point. you got to shamelessly self-promote like JB does. Like he, is <laughs> such, said, he sent so, me his number and I like reset my like, Hey, man. You know, blah, blah, blah. Hey, this is eight-time state champion Tyler Jensen. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know if y'all looking for an assistant coach or what. Why, why, why do you say I shamelessly promote stuff. No, I mean, I, I admire it. Mean, that is another going. conversation for another day, okay. probably off of the pod. Okay, Alright, we, we're coming to the end of this pod and we got a few more points that we want to cover. Real quick, if you had a choice, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, because those are the two hot topic names around Sean Payton, right? And then we talked about Aaron Rodgers, maybe Mike Thomas, Aaron Rodgers trade, but who would you guys rather? In my personal opinion, I'm taking Rodgers all day, every day. I don't like the mobility type quarterback. I'd rather, I mean, maybe I'm spoiled by the Drew Brees prototype, but that's not to degrade what Russell Wilson has done. I just like a pocket passer, a true pocket passer, and one that can feel that pressure. You know what I mean? Thoughts? Uh, I think if we were a quarterback away, like if you're looking at the team and you go, if they had a quarterback, they would win. I'd go Aaron Rodgers. If you're a quarterback away from being a championship team, I'd go Aaron Rodgers. I don't think you build around Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers at this point in his career is the guy you bring in and he completes your team and you win. If you're trying to build right now, I'd build around Russell Wilson. I think that he's mobile, like you say. I would love to see Russell Wilson in the Sean Payton offense. What Sean Payton could do with Russell Wilson, he's basically – Taysom Hill, as you said, on steroids would be a Russell Wilson-type player. If Sean Payton could get his hands on Russell Wilson and, and build an offense around that guy, I think it could be special. So I, I don't think there's a wrong answer here. But I think if, if you're holding my feet to the fire, I'd probably pick Russell Wilson. Either way, I'd be damn happy. Yeah, yeah I, I would say same thing. Like I'll piggyback off of you, Aaron Rodgers, all, all the way, but sim- simply because he's proven. He's done it. That ain't piggybacking off of him at all, bro. Is it not? <laughs> no, you, that's completely the opposite. opposite. Of what, I said. Wait, what did I say? It's fine. How drunk are you? Yeah, you were talking I'm about. Really not that well, drunk. He, he said Aaron Rodgers. What did I say? Aaron oh, Rodgers. I thought you. I were, said Aaron Rodgers. I thought you were piggybacking off of Nick. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm piggybacking off of Nick. I'm so sorry. No, yeah, but you like, meant. But you no, no, no I mean, I meant you, Nick. I was just looking he, at. He Carl picked Russell Wilson. You picked Russell? <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro! What planet are you on? No, I really haven't had that. You talk really good about Aaron Rodgers, though. Anyways, sorry, Nick. <laughs> let, I'm let just a guest. I don't let, know. Let me just say, well, I, I probably should be the guest on, on this episode. This is what happens when Jamie gets drunk. <laughs> Not drunk, I promise. I would say Aaron Rodgers. The reason why Aaron Rodgers, he's proven, right? As to Russell, he's, he is 
very, very movable. He can he can get out of the pocket. He's an athlete, right? I'm just I'm an Aaron fan. Grow a mullet out, and I'm down. Tyler. Um, you know, you look at the Saints offensive line. Um, you know, pr- pretty solid group. Like, you, you don't necessarily need a, a mobile quarterback, but at the end of the day, give me Russell Wilson. Okay, Aaron Rodgers is a really good player. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks of all time, whatever. But I, I'm more of the mindset of the Saints have some pretty young pieces as well. Alvin Kamara is not old. Right. Marshall Lattimore is not old. Trayvon Smith is not old. You know, they, they got some – the offensive linemen are young. I, I, would, I would choose Russell Wilson. The only thing with that is – what do you have to give up? Okay, that, that's I know that's I know we're just saying who would we rather? Okay, um, if we're trying to build something like you said, Russell Wilson, so I would probably say Russell Wilson. I'm I'm one of the biggest Russell Wilson fans out there. That's surprising. I I, I like I'm not a running quarterback guy, but I don't I, do, I, don't, I like, I'm, I'm but I don't really view him as a running quarterback. I genuinely like Russell Wilson, so don't take my commentary as no, like, not at all, at, at all disrespectful to Russell Wilson. Not at all. I just. I'm not a big mobile quarterback kind let me, of guy. Let me, let me ask you one question. And sure. Really, this is a general question, not really to you. How many Super Bowls Aaron Rodgers won? One, right? How many has Russell Wilson won? One. He should have won two if their play calling won so god awful. So I guess my point is he's as accomplished as in, in that aspect. Because all we're worried about as Saints fans is winning a damn Super Bowl, right? So I, I don't think, like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is going to put up prettier numbers. He's going to do crazy shit. He doesn't care. But at the same time, like think about what Russell Wilson's done in Seattle with probably the four of us playing the offensive line. That offensive line has been horrible for a long time. Hey, bro, I was a right guard in high school. Okay? You, I, and you were okay, a damn on, good right, right guard. I was a right guard. 150, 150 pounds soaking wet, bro. I, I know we've talked good. about this. Y'all just probably don't remember it. but uh, I do remember it. But, again, it, it's kind of like maybe it's just because I'm spoiled to the fact that Drew Brees is more – like Aaron Rodgers, or Aaron Rodgers is more like Drew Brees yeah. than opposed, as opposed to Russell Wilson. So maybe that's why my opinion leans yeah. toward that way. So it looks like come September, when the Saints play in the Superdome, we're wearing masks, if we can even go at that point. Jazz Fest is canceled, no masks. Voodoo Fest is canceled. I'm not trying to make this political. Yeah, I'll wear a mask. And drink beer out of a straw. It don't make a shit to me. You know what I mean? So, I just hope that I can go and sit in the Superdome and watch a game. Granted, I don't mind sitting at my house and watching a game. But I really hope that there can be fans in the stadium. That's my hope. Mask or no mask, whatever. I got vaccinated, so I'll show you my card. I think the Saints said today you have to wear a mask. I think, I think that came up. And you might have said that. No, they, they did. The uh, Latoya, the Destroyer, definitely put that in place, which justifiably so. COVID numbers are all the way over, you know. So, no matter how you look at it, I don't give a shit. Get vaccinated, bro. Goddamn. And it's almost FDA approved. When it does get FDA approved, roll with it. And I, I just hope I just hope people go to the games. You know, the Superdome is one of the great venues in all the sports, if right? They, if they have it available, people are going to go. I hope so. You know what I mean? They they will. If it's available to go, there'll be people. I don't want it to be where it was last year, where you had pockets of fans and you didn't get the whole whole atmosphere of the Superdome. I mean, just think about Drew Brees' last season in the Dome, his last game in the Dome. It's a half-empty arena. I mean, can you imagine what the send-off would have been? Even though he lost the last game in the playoffs, 
to the Bucks, it still would have been amazing for him to be able to get that curtain call for the fans to be able to show their appreciation yeah. in person. Seventy-five thousand people yelling their heads off. It, it just it sucked that last year was Drew's last year with, with the fans the way it was. I don't want it to be that. No. And if it is that, I'm not gonna go. I'll go when it's seventy thousand and the screaming and, and, and yelling and, and we get the full Saint Superdome. But if it's you know twenty five thousand or twenty five percent or whatever, it's just that's not that's not a Saints game. Right. I, I can watch it at home. Yeah. Because uh, honestly, the games at home last year weren't much different than they were under normal years. Yeah. Sometimes I even forgot that there weren't any, yeah. any fans in the stands. When you go to the game, like I go when I go to Saints games, it's a business trip. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to to, to yell my head off and and do my part to bring a win to the team and. When you when you go with with that kind of mentality and you go and you're yelling and screaming and you're exhausted after a game, it didn't really make a difference because there wasn't seventy thousand people doing the same thing. For me, it's just not the same. So I'll I'll stay home and watch the games until it's seventy five thousand. And and uh, to that note, shame on the Saints for not have already having lined up Drew Brees into the Ring of Honor like the first game of the year. Yeah. Like for him to get that, to me, that's crazy. And I know there's probably. You know proper protocols. We're talking about Drew Brees. Like I, I just think it's crazy that that was not set up like immediately to be done. I mean that guy deserves everything, and maybe they'll wait ten years when COVID's over. I don't know to to, to give him his proper setup. We already talked about Drew Brees could possibly be the, the, the best like athlete to a franchise in general. So I wouldn't roll out the red carpet plus the red carpet on top of the red carpet for this guy to bring fans together, to bring excitement to the franchise, when obviously we, we need it, right? I would say we need it. I kind of promise you this, is that whenever the organization feels like they can make a buck off of it, they're going to use a lot, utilize it as much and as often as they are allowed to. I can promise you it's that. It's got to be him, right? Yeah. It's, it's oh, got to be that. that he doesn't want it right away. It's got to be. There's no reasonable explanation. They'll, they'll take advantage of it. I mean... It's all about money, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. And we'll we'll buy right into it because we're fans. Yeah, because it's passion, you know what I mean? And Mrs. Benson is his daughter's godmother. <laughs> well, I'm just hoping she can get the Pelicans right, you know what I mean? Like that's her that's her baby. I've been let's I've been, not bring up a really sour topic. I know I've been I've been kind of sour right? on the Pelicans. Hey, Trey Murphy looks pretty good though. He does six for nine in summer league first game. But last thing we're gonna get to. Predict Saints win-loss record for the 2021-2022 year. I will tell you this right now. Their win total is at nine right now. And the odds on that is minus 115. So, I looked at the schedule, and maybe I'm just the eternal optimist. I kind of forgot that they were going to play 17 games, but I put them at 11 and 6. I know. Where do I sign? Yeah. Right? Can I sign up for 11 and 6 yeah. right now? Hell yeah. I would too. Hell. I think they go 3 and 3 in conference. They lose both to Tampa and one to Florida. Uh, Florida. Thinking LSU. One to Atlanta. Beat Carolina twice. Let me tell you something I, about Tampa Bay. I don't like Mad Rules. Let me so tell you something about Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tell me. Saints were a better team than Buccaneers were last yeah. year. I agree with you. The Bucs were not that good last year. Everybody's putting the Bucks on this pedestal because they won a Super Bowl and they have Tom Brady. The Saints were a better team than they were last year. Now they lost the game in in the Super in the playoffs, and that's the one that matters, right? But the Saints were the better team, and Brady didn't play great in that game. Neither did Breeze, but the the Bucks won that game. So you give them their props. They won the Super Bowl. 
all that. But I don't think that they're, I look at these power rankings, they're not the second best team in the league. They're definitely not the first best team in the league. And if we had Drew Brees, I think the Saints would be, again, picked to win this division, even though this, the, the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Now, I think the Bucs are, are good. I don't think that they're going to sweep the Saints. I think it's either going to be a split or the Saints are going to win both games. Because remember, we have the Bucks' old quarterback. He's going to be motivated to play that team, too. Everybody might think he suck. He's gonna suck, but I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't feel that way. I think he's gonna play well. So, I have the Saints with nine wins. I, I don't know about eleven. I don't know how to get to eleven. I don't know which games I have that they lost that, that they win. Um, but I, I would if I if them, you can sign me up for eleven and six, I'll do it. I have them losing versus the Packers, the Giants, the Bucks twice, the Bills, and one of the Falcons. JB. I would say that they're going to either 500 or barely above 500. So, we're talking about 9 and 8. So, okay, this time I'm going to piggyback off of Nick. <laughs> Can I get this right this time? I'm uh, barely above 500 if we make 500, right? Uh, I wish I was as, uh, as much of an optimist as you were, Carl, but I just see this being a very slippery slope. With uh, Winston there as QB, I'd love to have a ton of faith in him. I just don't at my core, and so barely about barely about five hundred. I actually have the Saints at eight and nine. I think they go two and four in the division. Um, I think they're closer to six and eleven than eleven and six. Just my opinion. Um, I have them starting off zero and two. That was with me assuming Lattimore was suspended. Now I didn't know he may or may not. They're, to me, they're not beating Green Bay. Just because I'm saying that, they'll blow them out the water. Um, I have them losing to Carolina in week two on the road. Um, the, the biggest thing for the Saints is, can they survive the first five weeks, right? Can they survive because Anyamata's out six games, so he's in essence not going to be back to what, week eight, something right. like that. Um, I, you know, I have them losing some different games, losing at Washington, who I don't think is a bad team. I have that as a loss as well. Losing at Seattle, losing to the Tampa. The Washington football team. Yeah, I, I actually think that's a pretty good football team. And if they had – Made the playoffs last year. Yeah, and if they had a – I don't even know who their quarterback is, to be honest with you. Who is their quarterback? I can't remember. But they have a good roster. Um, Seattle, losing to Tampa, at Tennessee, uh, losing to Buffalo, at Tampa again, losing to Atlanta. You know, I, I just I, – I think 6-11 and 11 is very possible when you look at the schedule. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I think it's possible. Now, if they can get healthy, if Mike Thomas can come back and not be a piece of crap, I think, I think you know, 10-7 and is possible. I I just I don't I'm not a believer right now I'm not a the world's ending guy but I'm a, I feel like I'm a realist and I, a lot of what you said Drew Brees held a lot of stuff together and you're seeing some some of it come unraveled I, I'm just I don't know it, it just seems like things are not good surprisingly I think the defense will carry this team this year holy well the defense defense car- the defense has carried them before the problem is we need the defense to play great immediately and the defense doesn't do that the defense usually waits a few weeks and then they start playing well we, we don't have that time this year we need the defense to carry the team immediately so you talk about those first five games against the Packers against the Patriots against against Washington I, I don't know how the defense I don't know how we win some of those games if the defense plays poorly if you remember the Saints always start slow they usually always lose their first game they won it last year but they usually lose it it's because the defense is not playing well, and somewhere towards the middle of the season, the defense picks it up and it kind of carries the team. We need them to carry the team immediately. If, they, if you're telling me they're going to do that, I'll take it. All right, so let's put a little money on it. Let's go. Or shots. What do you want? 
Shots. I'd rather do money. No shots. Money. No shots. This man loves shots. Both. 20 bucks in the shot. 20 bucks in the shot. I'm not doing both. <laughs> Just because I'm, I'm making this an inconvenience for Carl. Let's do, let's do shots. That's fine. Right? No, we can do that. We can do All right. That. 20 bucks in the shot. Yeah, that's fine. 20 bucks in a shot. So I'm saying above 500. No. Nah, that's, yeah. No. No, that's way too. No. You said they, they have a better chance You're of going saying 6 and 11. 11. No, I didn't. I said 8 and 9. Okay. No, you said 6 and 11. No, okay. I didn't. I said eight, 8 and 9. 8 and 9 is under 500. Thank you. So, but I, so, I, I agree. All right. So... But you nine, said you said eleven and six. eleven and six. Yeah, I'm an eternal optimist. Nine wins, it's a scratch. All right, we'll call it a scratch. Nobody, 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 nobody pays wins. anything. Okay, ten wins, twenty bucks and a shot. Okay, eight eight wins. Wait, wait, wait. so let's get this straight because we couldn't get it right last I time. Fucked it up last time, <laughs> bad. Real bad. Yeah, because I was like, uh, I'll bet you that I gotta buy you a shot. Correct. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. The winner of the bet should never have to buy the shot. Yeah, it was. Well, he doesn't take shots, so the winner a, of the bet can choose if they buy the shot or they take the shot. As a win, it was like getting him to take a shot, it even though I had to pay for it, which was a really shitty idea. Yeah. Regardless, I'm not a. Never mind. You know what I'm saying. So, ten wins. Whoever goes on the opposite side, shot twenty bucks. All right. Eight wins or less, I'll take a shot in twenty bucks. Which side are you on? I'm on the I'm on the above. Above. Nine. Y'all both on the under? I I think you're gonna I if, no, you no. Had, if you had to bet, I'm going above nine. I'm gonna say nine and eight. I mean I just think it's nine. That, and eight. That's a scratch, okay? You gotta pick the under or the over? I'm picking the over. I'm picking the over. I'm picking the over. You're picking the over. Alright. So it's all three of us against Tyler. That's pretty nine. much. I, was like, I have no problem with it. All right. This is recorded in eternity. Forever. For posterity. It doesn't mean I'm taking <laughs> yeah. three shots, but for the history until the history of time. Hold up. So I have hold on, so I don't have to pay sixty bucks if I lose. Sixty dollars. That's, no. that's not right. Uh, I will put up just, the money. This just, is another no, shitty bet. No, for me. no, <laughs> that's not. No, that's not the point, though. See, when I originally made this bet, I thought it was going to be two on two, so it'd have been. That's even. my point. So, so then I would only get twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get you. I get you. I, I thought it was going to be square. I'll take whatever side I need to take to make it even. That's fine. All right. You go with the under. There we go. I'll take the under. The All right. That, that makes me feel better. All right. So it's square. It, it makes square. it. It makes a solid bet. Perfect. So Carl, you and I get the over. Yeah. Just make sure y'all remember that. Because I think it's going to be nine and eight, eight and nine. So either way, it's I the mean, same it's fine. Yeah. So the good, the good thing is, JB, this is going to take five months to play out. <laughs> we're good. Yeah, we're yeah. doing. We might not even be doing this fun anymore. I can, I can save up my pennies to pay my bets. You know what I mean? Oh, if, Carl if Carl doesn't go home at ten a.m. or ten p.m., he this pod will end that episode. Listen, make my, a promise. Make a promise. If you guys stop doing the pod between now and the end of the season, we'll uphold this. Revive bet. it for we, a special we're not episode. Stop. A special episode Damn. for for the bet payoff. Oh, then I'll be here. My, my deal was not about the fact that I had to pay the money. It was the fact that I would only get 20 bucks, but I would have to pay 60 That's stupid. Well, don't, a bad bet to take don't take a fucking contrary opinion, bro. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Let's do that then. Let's do that then. Let's do it then. Because I know I'm right, so let's do it. It's aggressive. He is very aggressive right The man said he knows he's right. Nick, okay, he I might, don't know him right. He might have just saved you. I don't know. You just said you knew you Wait. were right. But if you win, you get sixty. What? Yeah. Okay, so that's what we're saying. Because yeah. everybody's shots. putting twenty. Okay, in so you're going to the over now then? Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying, if you were, if you had to 
Wait. This gets interesting now, baby. They just said twenty bucks. No, we're talking about over nine wins. Yeah, so everybody puts over nine wins. Yeah, so everybody puts twenty in the middle, and then all the overs would split his twenty, so we'd all get twenty bucks, seven dollars. Yeah. That that was my point. Yeah, that's fine. Right. That's that was my point. So I would have to pay sixty. But then y'all, you know what I'm saying? Y'all would, would only have to pay seven. But no, you would win. Everybody 60. plays twenty. I, I get it. But my point is, then I would have to pay if I lost. I would have to pay each of y'all twenty. That was do that I was what to, I was asking. Do I have to explain to you risk versus reward? <laughs> but I made that decision before before Are that. You lost Vegas right. though, huh? Are you Las Vegas to where you're making the odds here? No, there's no odds in this. This okay. is just straight up money. You know okay. what I'm saying? Just straight up money. Nick Nickel said the odds for us. Point, though, Nick, Nick's no, point, we just put twenty bucks up. If there's eighty bucks in there, if we win, because we're on the over, we take our twenties back. Right. Yeah. And, and plus all the money left in the middle gets split between right. the three winners. Exactly. We get seven six, bucks. Six bucks. And if he wins, Tyler's on the, on right. the under. He risk versus reward. So he's taking all the risk, so he yeah. gets the biggest reward. That's correct. We right. square. Right. I think this is the first solid bet we've made on this podcast. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I had to be the voice of reason. My, uh, I, I apologize. Right. We no, might no, have to, apologize. like, we might be like, uh, who wants to be a millionaire and phone a friend whenever we can make bets? We'll put we'll you on. Nick, I'll be like, hey, Nick, can you please get on speakerphone really quick? Can you please make sure we're not fucking this up? I think Tyler knew what he was talking about. Yeah. But he just didn't want to, like, call us out because he'd be nice. That's okay. Call us out. But look, guys. We've gone on too far. This was our NFL preview. Sorry. I'm ch- no, 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 no. It was great. I enjoyed the hell out of it. You know, Dallas and Pittsburgh played the Hall of Fame game, but nobody gives a fuck because Dallas still sucks in prime time, and they lost. If you're a Cowboys fan at this fan at this point, you got to grow up. Like, yes. Yeah. The, the Emmett Smith is never mind. I ain't gonna go there. But you know what I'm saying? Like, let's move on. Let's move past. If it. Dallas could play a lick of defense, watch out. I mean, they, if they can play a league of defense this year. Watch out. Quarter, the man said, remember the man was asking about who was his surprise team in it? He said there's going to be a team. I despise the Cowboys. The man just said the Cowboys. I didn't watch say out. that. I just said watch out. Uh, that's gross, man. I, I vomited when I said it. But <laughs> I, I didn't say they were my surprise team. I just said if they can play a league of defense, watch out. Okay, so that's kind of like the same thing as saying that you – know, Whatever. He's just angry with me. Don't I, don't, I don't know what the deal is. I'm just angry in general. That's all. You know what You're I mean? Not angry, Thank y'all so much for being with us tonight. It was an enjoyable night. Although it was Tuesday, so sorry for the delay and getting it to you. Please go check out the podcast that the emergency podcast five point two. Sorry. Nick, where can people find you at? Yeah, at, at Who That History. It's gonna be us on a Apple, Spotify, Google, anywhere you get podcasts, pretty much. And we put out episode every Thursday. So. There you go. What about your Twitter? You got Twitter? Yeah, at the Nick Fondo. Instagram at the Nick Fondo. Everything's at the Nick Fondo. Venmo, if you want to email me. Venmo. Venmo. At the Nick Fondo. I don't even know what my Venmo is, but if you want to Venmo me, <laughs> holla at me. I, I see him posting on Tyler. Uh, Tyler. Tiger droppings every time the release comes out. Enjoy. Oh, yeah, you see that? I do see that. I do see that. Wow, okay. So you never know who's listening. You okay. really, I mean, you just really never know who's listening. No, no doubt. Thank you again. This was Drunk on a Bucket, Tuesday night edition, August 10th. Holla at your boy. Yeah, yeah.